Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chatting and have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. A lot going on as we have wrapped up the first quarter of 2019. We're starting to get Congress throwing around some things like changing how the 401k works for the better, allowing you to save a little bit more for a little bit longer. Um, They see an income and retirement crisis, which I see as well. We're also seeing a Democratic bill that would require businesses to contribute to retirement plans. A bill being introduced by Senator Chris Coons of Delaware and Amy Kabokshire of Minnesota would require businesses to pay at least 50 cents into an employee's retirement plan for every hour worked. It's not the craziest concept to pay for the proposal the senators are proposing raising the corporate tax rate by two percentage points to 23%. Forced savings. Some countries already do it. Many companies that currently offer pensions or provide matching contributions to 401k plans would already be in compliance. It would also increase the tax rate on the wealthiest households from 37% to 39.6%, and it's called the Saving for the Future Act, and it would try to reduce wealth disparity and improve the fortunes of working wage Americans more so than any other piece of legislation in Congress. Very, very early, but at a rate of 50 cents an hour, companies are estimated to contribute at least $20 per week per employee and more than $1,000 per year to worker savings accounts. Businesses can offset their costs with tax credits for contributions for up to 30 employees, a 50% credit for the first 15 workers, and 25% for the next 15. It would cost 200 to $250 billion, but hey, it's a step in the right direction, maybe? Sweet. Forced savings, or would you go, well, that's my money, I want it. There could be that. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon took on broad range of topics in his annual letter to shareholders released. I like Jamie Dimon. He wrote a 90-page letter to shareholders, and it's something I will read. Social and 
socialism, in his opinion, inevitably produces stagnation, corruption, and often worse. We're looking at corruption in the United States and the trillion-plus dollars that it pulls out of our economy. That's pretty... That's the problem with this whole thing is some people look at rich people and say, let's tax them. And some people look at corruption and say, let's, let's cut corruption. Which was that easy. JP Morgan says Tesla just undermined Elon Musk's defense against the SEC. Poor Elon Musk. Poor, poor Elon Musk. Comes out with a crappy uh, rap song. On top of it, demand for his Teslas appears to be waning. And J.P. Morgan says that, you know, some of his tweets and what the company actually delivers in production could get him in trouble. Musk is heading to Manhattan Federal Court today, Thursday, Thursday, to try to convince the court that he did not violate his October settlement and he should not be held in contempt. So a little bit of a juggling game going on. Tesla down about 10 percent. Musk sometimes comes across as incredibly aloof, insightful, genius. Sometimes it's kind of just a weirdo. And I, I say that knowing that he's a billionaire and he could certainly slip me some vial of ricin or something and kill me. Singing about a dead ape? Seriously? Anyway, I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. Uh, the arrest of a woman carrying a USB stick with malware into Mar-a-Lago exposes glaring flaws in security as the FBI is reportedly investigating whether she's a Chinese spy. Love Whoa. We've got a third mega IPO coming. A company called TradeWeb. They're pulling over a billion dollars. Third mega IPO of 2019. It's an electronic trading platform. It's got a valuation of about $6 billion. Looks to be a banner for one of the so-called unicorns, which we have a herd of tech companies with valuations over a billion dollars. Uber and Pinterest are going to be coming, so we're going to get a couple more at least, right? Right. Um, right. Right. I will use that till you get sick of it and beg me to take it off, and then I'll charge you for every time I don't play it. Right. Right. Okay, back off, back off, big guy. That's enough, Mr. Fingers. Oh, what else do we got? The Great Recession split the millennial generation down the middle. It created two very, very different types of financial habits. Studying behavioral finance, super duper important. An expert on millennials say the Great Recession caused the generation to split. Older millennials who took the brunt of the financial crisis dealt with a tough job market and wage stagnation, making it more difficult for them to save. Younger millennials who experienced the rapid recovery period entered a better job market and became risk-averse by watching the recession unfold. Older millennials are still recovering from the recession, and younger millennials have more time to plan financially. And both of them wear that weight of the student loan. So, in 2017, homeowner via millennials was at a record low because the older ones saw you know a pretty hard recession 10 years ago younger ones were in college and they're how shall we say chug 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 and uh, maybe didn't pay as much attention to a bad economy so and they also have more time it's it's so funny because when you're like 
14, 15 years old and your dad's listening to this horrible song. Time is on my side. You quickly learn, like, time is really kind of what it's all about when it comes to money. Time is money. IBM artificial intelligence can predict with 95% accuracy if you plan to quit your job. It's kind of interesting. CEO Gina Rometty says methods used in traditional human resources models are you know, failing American workers. And machine learning can help. Of course, it's not telling us that IBM's Big Blue will take our job when it's predicted that we are quitting. Artificial intelligence replaced 30% of IBM's HR staff and can help employees identify new skills, trainings, education, job promotions, and raises. A friend of mine works at a museum, and uh, she was brought on to be kind of cool, be kind of hip, wear cool jackets and nice shoes, but it was brought on for a 15-month project, and that 15-month project's coming to an end. And maybe Gina Rometty and IBM could use Big Blue to say, hey, this person needs more training. They did a great job raising funds, but maybe they need to do a better job of being like a docent, showing people the art. There's other jobs inside the museum. You don't have to quit. You don't have to move on. You don't have to leave. You don't have to say, ciao, arrivederci. Why am I talking with a strange pace in my voice? Oh, no, I've been Captain Kirk. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Markets are higher on optimism that China and the U.S. trade talks could be coming to an end. Facebook is higher based on, well, advertisers aren't leaving, and people are feeling that Mark Zuckerberg, Zuck, is saying the right things. Speaking about saying the right things, newfocusfinancial.com just approved a new downloadable, and you can find out more about it by going to newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. You'll see tons of information about planning resources and diversification and things that you need to know about stock options. Go to newfocusfinancial.com and download one now. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. That's kind of the one thing I kind of beg of people is that you have me right now. I'm not going to be doing this forever. I don't want to do this forever. some point in time, I want to take my foot off the gas and uh, enjoy my children and smile a bit more, try to figure things out that I've never been able to figure out before. You know, tinker, so to speak. <clears throat> Maybe I'll be a dog walker. Maybe I'll be a dog trainer. I don't know what my retirement looks like. But it's certainly not doing radio shows each and every day. So for now, you get me. For better or for worse, if that's good or bad. Tesla stock is plunging. Yet there's a surge of optimism that U.S.-China trade talks are at their end game. Sounds like a Tom Cruise movie. Right? Tom Cruise is in... Mission Impossible, 
Endgame, as is Beyonce and the fabulous Kim Kardashian. Angela Gino Jolie will be making a small appearance next to Brad Pitt. Jay-Z will be reprising his role in Hollywood's big action hit, Endgame. All about the China U.S. trade talks with Donald Trump and Madonna. Look who's having caviar over by the Soybean Woods, Jennifer Aniston and Will Smith. Oh, that Miley Cyrus is doing her thing again right next to Oprah Winfrey. There's a little bit of that going on with the whole U.S.-China trade talks. We're optimistic that we're going to have a big party. Okay, none of the celebrities would go, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, so Tesla plunging, U.S. trade talks kind of going on. Economic news from Germany adds to fears about a European slowdown. Oh, Hans. Yeah, Hans. It looks like things are slowing down. Yeah. So we got that going. We got this Brexit impasse. It's just grinding on, driving investors to seek protection because they don't know. I'm bored of it. Auto loans cost the most in a decade. Now, do you think that's good news or is that bad news? This is your economic lesson of the day. For Beyonce and Kim Kardashian, Angelina Jolie, you need to know this as well. You could skip this one, Taylor Swift, because Tom Hanks taught you everything you know about Dwayne Johnson and his fortune. High cost of auto loans, good or bad for the car industry? Well, let's think it through a little Jeopardy style, shall we? High cost of auto loans. If it costs more money, maybe they'll give us more perks. No... Let's think about it. High cost of money. You can afford so much a month because your boss is going to pay you more to drive a nice car. High cost of auto loans is bad. It's the same exact thing with the Federal Reserve. When we talk about the Federal Reserve and Jerome Powell, Alan Greenspan, Bob Barker, come on down. High cost of auto loans ties in the Federal Reserve, and the higher the cost of the auto loan, ultimately the less speculation you're going to take. The less cash you're going to say, okay, I can fit into a $400 a month loan. When the higher rates push it to $420, 425 you're like, I don't know, maybe that's like five tacos. So apparently not even the auto industry wants to put the cash out needed to sell cars because they're not saying, okay... We'll give you $10,000 off, or we'll give you a super low interest rate. So the Federal Reserve, when they raise interest rates, they, they cut speculation. When they lower interest rates, they raise speculation. Speculation drives people taking chances in economic activity. So the automotive industry has a big data provider called Edmunds. And they're talking about interest rates on auto loans hitting a 10-year high in March. A 10-year high. Sweet. It makes me think of Method Man. I was going to go to college until I got high. We're at a 10-year high. Figures are based on what people borrow. But you also have to factor in manufacturer's incentives, deals from lenders, so it reflects what people really pay. 85% of people who choose to finance their auto purchase are paying for a new or used car. Costs are going up. Very few people walk into a car dealership and say, George, I'll pay here all these shiny nickels for it. So that's bad news for the consumers. It's also bad news for investors. 
But it's good news for the car companies is they'll kind of clean up their balance sheet and not have too many risky loans out there. Remember the mortgage companies that when interest rates went super low, they, they started speculating a bit too much when things started to dry up? And when they speculated too much, they have a little bit too much of that stuff on their, their balance sheets. From investors to lenders, everyone seems to be moving on to the, the business model of U.S. light vehicle sales down. Car companies seem to think it's worth offering incentives that would prop up sales. We're hearing a lot of car apocalypse. Electric car makers are proliferating. Autonomous driving technology is advancing. Rail hailing companies like Lyft is public with Uber soon to follow. There's optimism about new technology. Ford and General Motors trade for almost nothing times in next year's earnings. They're incredible values unless they go out of business, which would make them a value trap. Q, Mr. Akbar. It's a trap! It appears people won't start feeling better about any of this until sales begin to grow. So we see a little bit of weakness in housing. Little itsy bitsy bitsy teeny bit of weakness in autos. But the jobs data that came out today was glory, glory, hallelujah. It's good. We have jobs. First time unemployment's low. So we're, we're paying a lot of attention right now, especially on car lenders and car companies. And, you know, we're looking for little flags here and there. And ultimately, we're already starting to get that feeling in our gut that that November, December hiccup in the markets, the pullback... Maybe it was just a hiccup, and maybe it wasn't a sign that the auto sales are going to slip further, or the housing sales are going to slip further, or the unemployment numbers are going to start to spike. Now, tomorrow is the big unemployment day, or the employment day, depending on how you want to look at it. With your good friend Ben Affleck, Donald Trump, Britney Spears, they'll all look at your finances with you. Of course, Johnny Depp won't because he's suing his management for mismanagement. Speaking of mismanagement, how about that 5G Eve? 5G that's right around the corner. Verizon's going to be lighting it up. Fire it up. We're going to Chicago. Fire up the Trans Ams. We're driving to Chicago um, and Minneapolis. They can get 5G service. And when you have 5G service, you know what that does? It brings out super celebrities like Selena Gomez and Nicole Kidman, Ashton Kutcher and Jada Pinkett Smith. All will go to Chicago and Minneapolis to have 5G to talk to their good friend Prince Harry and Ryan Reynolds. Okay, that's the dream that they want to sell you. The reality is coverage from the 5G network is going to be available in certain high density areas. Part of the West Loop and South Loop in Chicago and parts of downtown Minneapolis. It's going to require an additional fee of $10 a line. It's going to be like 5G Lite or 4G Plus. A lot of hype going on. Be careful what you sign up for right now, okay? Don't fall for the celebrity Nick Jonas telling you it's all that in a bucket of chicken. Because he's dating Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones. Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
performing stock. His best performing stock of the Dow Jones Industrial Average in the year 2017. It landed in the top 10 in 2018. As far as top stocks in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, Boeing stock is lauded. It's loved. It's beloved. It's famous. It's infamous. It's trying to outpace markets year over year over year, and then boom, a couple deadly crashes. So whether it be Lion Air's fatal October accident and or Ethiopia's deadly crash, and you get worldwide grounding, some big losses for Boeing, you get a lot of egg on their face, which is a kind way of saying this is bad news. A lot more than we thought we knew about automated flight control systems. The software update performing safely in action during a demo flight recently. That comes after news late Wednesday that the FAA has created a joint task force with NASA and international aviation regulations to review the Boeing 737 MAX patch. So far, it's running really well. Now, again, I bring this up because this is a touchy subject. The stock's trading up right now, despite the news that the software patch appears to be working and right on schedule. Boeing's not going to be blameless on what happened with Ethiopian Airlines and with Malaysian Airlines. Light Air. Earnings estimates are obviously likely to come down. Order cancellations won't be as bad as expected. All in all, the stock's up, even as news came out today that Ethiopian Airlines pilots probably followed the procedures correctly. Again, I'm not a, a movie director. I can't tell you, like, who's at fault? Was it Boeing? Was it some surreptitious engineer who had a, a bone to pick? I'm not an investigative reporter. All I can tell you is that things are looking better, technically, stock-wise, because they're doing things correctly on a PR and social um, campaign. U.S. China trade talks are moving forward. We're starting to talk about an endgame. Larry Kudlow is hopeful that the U.S. China will get closer to trade deals as talks resume. Um, I don't know. We seem to have a bit of a moody president is my kind way of saying, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if things fall through and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we get a glorious new Chinese deal and all Americans are wearing kimonos next this time next. Like, I, I, I don't know about my Asian-American trade talk veracity and, and sentiment of how much are we going all in on this one. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Tesla is single-handedly growing the sluggish electric car market, but also the electric car market starting to face some hurdles with fewer kickbacks. Thank you to the current administration. So we're hearing things out of Asia that it's not as bad and that they're weathering the storm pretty well on tariffs. But Trump wants final say on tariffs. He wants kind of a unilateral decision-making on what he he views as good and bad. And China may not go that far. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. I saw that um, Apple's cutting prices on their HomePods by about 50 bucks. 
it's just not selling well compared to the cheaper alternatives out there. And there are cheaper alternatives out there. Whole Foods cut prices big time this week. Nice bit of marketing for Amazon. But it is just that. Grubhub stock could rise more than 30%, so says analysts. Are you using Grubhub more and more? Shares of digital food delivery marketplace Grubhub rose. The problem I have with Grubhub is that very labor-intensive. And you are very demanding on your food, but millennials apparently don't mind the stresses of food traveling via bicycle, scooter, or car to their homes. BTIG analyst Peter Sela started coverage on the stock with a buy and $95 target. Restaurants, including major chains, are increasingly seeking to boost revenue by offering digital options, including pickup and delivery. So chain restaurants are going to expand 30-party delivery in multiple, to multiple partners in coming years. I, it's a trend that you can't really fight. Um, I can tell you that when you have kids, feeding them at home takes 45 minutes less than feeding them in a restaurant. And when you're younger adults, you kind of turn into your home becomes your nest. So I could see kind of both generation, the millennials and generation X is kind of like, oh, Grubhub's pretty damn convenient. We don't need to put on perfume and a scarf and fancy up our hairs and go to a restaurant per se, right? Especially if you can eat pizza while playing Xbox while sitting on your couch and not moving a bit. Micron stocks going to plunge because the chip market hasn't hit bottom, so says Morgan Stanley analyst. That's a big fight right now. In large part, what am I talking about? It's a big fight on Wall Street. On The semiconductors have kind of moved us higher. And Micron ultimately is a commodity. Um, tell me what type of DRAM you have in your computer right now, and you probably don't know. The DRAM industry and the uh, Nando flash memory. Um, DRAM refers to dynamic random access memory. Flash is found in smartphones and solid-state hard drives. DRAM is found in desktops and servers. The pricing has always been brutal. Um, it's a lot of times supply and demand. And when you're like, oh, let's build server farms across the world, demand's going to go higher and DRAM prices are going to firm. The German chip, ma- German chip maker Infineon lowered its sales growth guidance recently, citing weaker macroeconomic conditions, especially in China. So what's bad for Infineon is also typically bad for Micron. So a lot of people will say, watch this rally, because there is a book value involved in Micron where you could say it could certainly pull back. But it's, it's, these aren't stocks trading at super premiums. They're not companies like Lyft that is trading at super premium that doesn't really have assets to fall back on. Um, hardcore assets. Throwing that out there. Good news, bad news. Which one do you want? Good news. Estimate amount of money a 65-year-old couple retiring this year will need to fund healthcare and medical expenses through retirement. Didn't it increase that much from last year's estimate? The bad news, what do you think it's going to cost to fund your health care into all of your retirement for a couple? 65 years old. It's going to be $285,000. 
That's before factored in long-term care, dental, or premiums paid for Medicare for higher-income couples. The average 401k for someone who's 60 to 64 years old is about two is about 183,000, and healthcare is going to cost 285,000. Da da da! You ain't going to make it. Go on without me, Doctor Jones. Throw me the idol. Throw me the idol. Go on without me. That's what's happened to our retirees. I want them to give me the the house and the inheritance, um, because the poison darts and the Indigenous people are going to kill them. So healthcare ain't cheap. For a single 65-year-old man, it should be about 135000 But for a single woman, her plan's going to be $150,000 for healthcare costs in retirement. You know why? Because women have longer lives, and they need healthcare to last longer. So, Yeah! Yeah, it's that kind of simple. Best thing my dad did was he worked till the day he died. He never kind of drew down that retirement savings. I know you're saying best thing financially your dad did? Or are you some sort of sick monster? Don't you miss your dad? Of course I miss my dad. But best thing he did financially was he, he worked till the day he died and never drew down on that retirement. Because otherwise my mom's retirement wouldn't be nearly as... as, as Decent as it is, and it's not that great. Weekly jobless claims dropped to the lowest level since 1969. Where were you when weekly jobless claims were this low? 1969? Hey, man, look, there's a man on the moon, man. Far out. Look at the TV. No, no, look at this moon on the sky. No, look at the man on the moon on the TV. No, look up in the sky. Far out, man. 1969's recreation brought to you by Rob Black. Cheech Chong, Tommy Chong, I'm Rob Black, Cheech Marin, Cheech Chong, Cheech Marin, Tommy Chong. Okay, I eventually got it right. You owe me a nickel. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. So... Some of the top stories of the day, and and I'm kind of dancing around them, is we've had five straight winning sessions on the S&P 500. We are melting up. Feels kind of nice. I don't know. It's kind of like a a spritzer. Stocks are giving up some of these gains, but we've had a recent trend, which is nice. President Trump's going to meet Chinese Vice Premier Liu. Strength in communication stocks and materials, weakness in real estate and energy. Natural gas trading lower after a report of a build in weekly inventories. We're not firing up the factories. Facebook continues to gain up another three bucks today. Um, stock has been upgraded at Guggenheim to two hundred dollars. Regulation, eh, no fear investors. Regulation, no fear investors. They're saying we see the advertisers sticking around. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Got a big event coming up in about a month. You'll always be able to learn more at robblackshow.com. Amazon wants to launch thousands of satellites so it can offer broadband internet from space. 
Project Kuiper is Amazon's plan to launch 3,200 satellites to build a network to provide global high-speed internet. It's another one of Jeff Bezos's space ambitions tying into his business ambitions. There's a race among several major players to build a next-generation broadband network in space, including Elon Musk's SpaceX and SoftBank-owned OneWeb. So are we ready for that? 3,200 satellites. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel it. Are you feeling it? Tesla had a big quarterly miss. Price targets are being cut across the board. Some is high from four fifty dollars down to three ninety one. dollars Keep in mind, it's a $266 stock. Flagging consumer demand could surely be front and center right now with investors as far as a big concern. JP Morgan cut the price target to $200. So I see one as low as 200. I see one as high as 391. Elsewhere out there, big stories in the news. Puma Biotech has expanded two additional cohorts for its phase two summit clinical trial investigating uh, a drug in patients with solid tumors. That's kind of cool, right? Here's the problem with kind of cool. It's tough to invest in. Cool is really, really tough to invest in because do you know EGFR activating mutations, HER2s, with metastatic salivary gland cancer? Doogie Howser used to write down all these words phonetically and put them on the dead body's uh, chest and notes. That's what I need to do, but I don't get the phonetic cheat sheet. Marriott's announced a continued expansion in Asia-Pacific. Why are they opening 1,000 hotels by the end of 2020 in Asia? Because it's growing. That's why some of your investment dollars need to be in Australia, Hong Kong, the Philippines, Nepal, India, home of the rich and famous. So take a look at some mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, index funds that are like Asia only. Or maybe Asia excluding Japan or Asia excluding India. There's Matthews funds. There's there's if you ever travel outside the United States, you're going to see that things aren't the United States. Speaking of old people, wait wait, yeah, I didn't bring up old people. CVS's retail division, CVS Pharmacy, is now offering prescription delivery within hours. In addition to their one to two day prescription delivery service nationwide. Services being delivered by Shipt, S-H-I-P-T. I did not say a bad word, Shipt. But boy, is it easy to. It's available to patients who access their medications at 6,000 CVS pharmacy locations across the country. Seven ninety nine to get your drugs delivered to you. Boy, oh boy, that's a bargain. You know what my mom did after two strokes? She once got in a car and drove. I know you're saying, so you want your mom to be a shut-in? Like, never get around and walk to the point that her leg muscles get weak and she turns into delicious veal because she doesn't have any muscles. She just stands around all day. Are you saying that I'd eat my mother because she's got tender, succulent muscles? No! No! Facebook's got an Instagram huge thing going on. Analysts are starting to salivate over Instagram turning on basically a massive checkout opportunity when purchasing. 
Instagram's user satisfaction satisfaction has been steadily at higher level uh, than uh, Snapchat consistently. They've got something called checkout yielding eight billion annually, with very high margins, competing with Amazon, competing with Apple. Facebook is in the news. The weekly initial jobless claims two hundred two thousand versus expectations of two hundred seventeen thousand. Don't get caught up in the data. Just know that it's a very positive considera- consideration of the economic outlook of the United States of America. There's feelings of job security, which help fuel increased consumer spending activity. I know. If you have a job, you tend to spend money. Some idiot that I know once uh, got a job and bought me a beer. And I'm like, dude, you just got a job. Wait, save some money. But people feel confident, like, hey, I'm going to have this job forever. I'm going to buy beer. Well, said beer's been drank and gone. I've urinated it in the yard already. So the point being is he probably should have put that money in his retirement, right? Real asset versus fleeting asset. I know you're saying. Roku got a big downgrade today. You know who's putting them in their site? This is not good news. Amazon. Amazon is asking advertisers to pledge millions of dollars to Roku Rival. Um, There's a company out there who does a lot of what Roku does. Roku's got a free TV uh, platform, and they also kind of do movies through Fandango. Um, It's actually catching on, and Apple's kind of pivoted recently on their Apple TV. I think Roku would be a great acquisition for either Google or Amazon or Apple, as would Pluto TV, which uh, both of them offer free access to TV shows and movies with commercials. Sometimes I find myself watching more Roku than the paid services. But listen to this. The paid services, how shall we say cultural institution, Coca-Cola, Google, Netflix. With each passing year, Netflix continues to whop us. They're going to roll out 44 new original TV shows and movies this year. And let's just say we're addicted. If you look at the cumulative number of Netflix subscribers... 139 million with the amount of time the average Netflix subscriber spends on the site every day 71 minutes we're watching 164 million hours a day of content from Netflix that translates to upwards of 180 billion gigabytes of data over the course of a year they turn through 494 million gigabytes of bandwidth each day it's staggering awesome binge worthy it's off the, the best of the Netflix I'm Rob Black here. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.